Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Another one in the bag. Yeah. Take it. Yeah, she's the Mona Lisa. Oh, hell no. But the barn's painted. So. It's two points the, in the bank. On to the next task, right? <laughs> Let her burn. It's funny uh, listening to some of the post-game audio yesterday. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> we got the two points. <laughs> Wasn't pretty. Well, power play bailed us out. Yeah. Sure did. Welcome to the program. Big show in the morning. No George Russick once again. Back later in the week. My name is Matt Rose. Patty Dumas sitting across from me today, and we got the uber-talented... Extremely cute, Alex Brody in the other room. Extremely cute. Like a little woodland creature. (laughs) Not like the ones from South Park, but the other ones. Uh, Welcome to the program, guys. We're going to have so much fun today. Thanks for hanging out. Another Flames victory. Burn, baby, burn. We're live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems Downtown Studio. Because let me tell you, if you're worried about radon, they <laughs> install custom mitigation systems to reduce your risk. To find out more, visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. We got a great show on tap for you. Mm-hmm. We're going to break this Flames game down for you, obviously. Chat a little bit about uh, the Monday Nighter. Yes, sir. Caught the end of it during the second intermission. That's all you needed to catch. Wasn't that great? Timing was so perfect. It was perfect. Just ended right before the third got going there. Uh, another Tom Brady marched down the field twice. That's what he does. Two times. That's what he does. Count him out. We're, we're, every, we'll get into it. We'll get into we'll it when get, we talk about the game. But Every time they pan back to Andy Dalton on the sideline, it looked like he was putting his hand further in his mouth. <laughs> Did you feel the same? <laughs> like at first it was like a, uh, it was like a finger. Yeah. And then it was two. And then it was all his nails, and then he had his whole hand in his mouth. I'm pretty Uh, sure. I'm pretty sure he did, but uh, I'm not entirely positive on that. Uh, So we'll talk about the Monday night of the Wrapped uh, Week 13 in the NFL schedule. We got some games moving around a couple weekends away from now, too. We got a big Saturday slate in just a couple of weeks as uh, the regular season winds to an end in the NFL. Playoffs are, you're probably entering your last regular season yeah, I, week or I, maybe even playoffs, depending on how your league works. I think it's one, well, one of my leagues, we got playoffs and then the other three, I think. This I think is it depends week. on how you feel about the final week of the season. Yeah, right? uh, exactly. In this other league, we play like a, a two-legged semifinal. Mm. It's different. Oh, that's intense. But I'm not in it, so it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that. No. I'm really sorry to hear that. It's okay. Um. But we'll talk about the Flames as yeah, well, because yesterday one. they defeat the Arizona Coyotes by a 3-2 score. Power play comes up big, scoring a goal in the final five minutes after Jacob Chikrin mm-hmm. took a, a tripping penalty. He wasn't happy about that one. He wasn't happy about it, but honestly, there was like three or four calls that could have been uh, that could have been called. Mm-hmm. Couple of them against the Flames too. Yep. That neither of them got called, and then eventually the referee was like, "Okay, I, I gotta g- take I, one of them. I gotta eventually do something here, I guess." Um, Chicken goes to the penalty box. Shortly after that, 
42 seconds, in fact, Nazem Kadri buries the outstanding feed from Tyler Toffoli, but the power play was yeah. hopping yesterday. Oh, who was it? Um, the key, I think, you know, twofold. A, I didn't think Arizona was putting pucks in good places to try and clear the puck. No. But, you know, they were giving the Flames an opportunity mm. to maintain possession in the offensive zone. And the Flames took advantage of that opportunity yeah. time and time and time again on yeah. the power play. Yeah. Uh, even with only the two opportunities, really, the third, if you want to call count Nick Schmaltz's, you know, their, their 30 seconds. Yeah, of, just at the end there. At the yeah. end with the net empty or not empty, whatever that was. Yeah, I think it's it just trying to break up the empty net. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I thought the power play when McBain took the penalty back in the first was good. Mm -hmm. The penalty kill, outstanding because they had just awful out of the gate. Yeah, they were definitely got had their skates in some cement to start that one. Well, it was like before the game, Daryl Sutter talked about the Arizona Coyotes. Yep. You know, because they've played so much on the road, they've learned to be a good road team. If you look at it, they're a really patient team, and they and they they have some young guys with really good skill and speed, and they're getting really good goaltending. Good road team. You could tell that mm -hmm. that's a group that knows how to go into another building. Listen to another anthem. Mm -hmm. Listen to a, a pump up or whatever you're going to run, and See then the other team's intro video and, and be ready to start right and be yeah. ready to go. Yeah, they draw two early penalties. Uh, the Flames kill very solid on both of those, mm -hmm. and it felt like you just need to get to that first TV timeout. Mm -hmm. Like just need to get all yep. everything sorted, get everyone together, a couple deep breaths, mm -hmm. kind of get your lines back in order. Because granted, everyone got a shift in before the penalty started. But still, that's not how you want to start a game. Running around, chasing mm -hmm. your tail. Dan Vladar was outstanding to kind of keep them in that and give them a chance as the first period wore on. Yeah, I, the one thing I, I think Kale McLean mentioned it in the post-game show with, sure. with the boys. It was uh, the Coyotes' speed. I don't like they're a fast team. I think maybe it, I don't know if it caught the Flames off guard. It sure caught me off guard. I did mm -hmm. not expect. Uh, that type of effort out the gate for the Coyotes, but Daryl was right there. This is a team that's been on the road for, for for weeks now, and it's it's they've learned how to play this style of game, and it almost caught the Flames in a, in a bad spot yesterday. Yeah, and uh, listen, Karel Vizmelka, yeah, very good once oh, again. Old Frappuccino he's holding great, it down. He's great. Yeah, he, yeah, he's what six four. He's yeah. a big guy. I was kind of watching the game and had to go check my notes. Like, when is this guy like six five, six only yeah, six, six four, only six four? Hmm. Okay. But he was really good. Um, natural Sorry, right, stat trick. Right. That's, that's the difference thing. He's he's one of the three right handed. Yeah, he's the, 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 the goofy the goofy goalies. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yesterday, the Flames credited with six high-danger shots against, including five-on-five five on the power play, and they scored two goals on those six chances. So, and then we talked about like that was they, they couldn't bury the chances against Montreal. The lot they whether they were high quality that was another thing. But yesterday, they weren't a lot of chances, and they but they made a lot. They made uh, they made good on them. First half of the first period, really not good. Ooh. When they get to that first commercial yep. break. Start to kind of get in a little bit of a groove. Mm -hmm. Granted, the Coyotes almost get an incredible chance the other way on an aggressive forecheck by Mackenzie Weger, trying to create a little bit of mm -hmm. offense, sends uh, uh, some players the other way. Schmaltz gets to the net. Vladar has to make a really nice save. It was kind of the first yeah. unbelievable pass by Clayton Keller that yeah. we saw in that game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was really good for the Coyotes. Yeah. But 
Uh, shortly after that, another TV timeout, and then you have the Backlund line comes out with a really strong shift, and then right another, after yeah, that, backlund. it was the Caudry line who came out. Mm-hmm. Another great down low, recovering pucks, continuing pressure, just hemming the Coyotes in their zone until eventually Tanev gets a clear look. Dubé's able to deflect it down and pass the goaltender, mm-hmm. and uh, you could kind of almost take a breath as it felt like this was going to go like the way a lot of recent games had gone between the Flames and the Coyotes. You probably saw the the stat thrown up there on the broadcast yesterday, but the Flames had won five straight games against the Yotes, outscoring them 25-9 to nine in those five. Yeah. That was before yesterday's game. <laughs> so you get that one goal, and you start feeling good about yourself. Backlund with a nice rush. He draws a power play. The Flames get to uh, the power play, and boom. Ninth goal for Elias Lindholm. Uh, a couple of really good recoveries. I thought Huberto had a really mm-hmm. key one down below the net. Um, I didn't know who had the second recovery after the first Lindholm shot, but then eventually... It was Kadri that put it, it on was, net, and then it was a uh, rebound right to Lindholm's yeah, skate. So, stick, that, so that was how the goal came in. But So okay. Anderson had the first shot. Huberto won a battle to recover it. Lindholm had a shot attempt, and I don't know who won the recovery to get the puck back again, but it was a really nice... It was either Toffoli or Huberto. And then eventually it gets down low to Huberto. He tries to hit Kadri in front of the net. Fans on it, finds Lindholm, boom, two goals in uh, about three minutes span. And yep. you left the first period with a 2 nothing lead and felt pretty good about things. Yeah, that's exactly where you wanted to be. Coming out, keep the game on Saturday, keep that momentum going. And this again, you, you look at the team, you don't this is a, this is a team you can't be dropping points to and getting off to the it was a late. They left it late. But getting those two goals, that was massive. Getting towards the first, uh, to, to the first break. Uh, Clayton Keller, oh. really impressed me with a few of his passes yeah. throughout the game. Hey, man, Tro- the one Troy Stetcher that Ladar. Oh. Like, now, granted, Stetcher puts that back to the other side of the net if he picks the proper corner. Yeah. that's a bingo, no problem. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, a really nice fat, uh, a really nice pass. Um, the Coyotes do get one goal there in the second period. Vladar was pretty good. Um, that was easily the most high event period of the three mm-hmm. that we saw yesterday. Um, it was overall one of the more lower event games on the calendar, yeah. for sure. But you got the bit of back and forth to start the third period. Unfortunate. Battle lost along the boards by Jonathan Huberto and a couple of those guys that, you know, you talk about being patient, waiting for a mistake to happen. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Clayton Keller who's able to feed that to Jacob nice, Chikrin. Nice pick uh, towards Chikrin. And then what? Like I think Vladar might want that back because it, he beat him real short side there. I mean, it, it, it's a bit of a laser. It is a laser. I get that. Maybe Also get the puck out. Yeah, that's but, true too. Yeah. I agree. Like that's one that. As far as kind, you know, the way that Vladar had been playing, yeah, he was playing very well. I'm not, yeah, you can't fault it, him on that. Yeah, it's just Chickering being great. Yeah, it's Maybe really. I think I think it's nitpicking a yeah. little bit, especially like if if yeah. you know, listen, someone comes in, it's not much of a shooter, but mm-hmm. Jacob Chickering's kind of known to rip that laser wrist shot every once in a while, and and, and he he made him pay on that one. Uh, Vladar to make a nice stop on Bugstad and Kraus. After that, he was really stood uh, really stood tall. In the third period, and then it was kind of those instances where you're like, oh, that could have been a call. Well, that could have been a call against the Flames, too. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it is the Flames who get to the power play on a Chikrin uh, tripping penalty as he gets his stick caught up in uh, Ruzichka's feet. 
multiple times the Coyotes failed to clear or the mm-hmm. Flames held the puck into the blue line, whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah. Really did feel like the Coyotes were kind of shooting themselves in the foot on that kill. Yeah. Where they a... weren't, weren't picking good spots to clear the puck. Yeah. And that, like that top unit, the, the passing, the velocity on those passes. They're starting to feel, they're yeah. starting to feel good, right? Yeah. And it feels like they started seeing that a little bit against the wall, against the Capitals with it. Just the, the hard passes. Uh, and the, like, I, Mikhail McLean said it too. It was like, all four guys around the guy with the puck are doing everything now. They're doing. They're not. They're not. You know. They're not just staring and walking. working. They're yeah. moving towards. You know, places where they need to be. Working as a group of five yeah. rather than like three in a mm-hmm. corner, and yeah. then you move it to another corner, and then it's just three guys again. Yeah, you yeah, want to be all connected. Yeah, it's unit. It's the the whole unit's moving together, and I think they're they're starting to feel it a little bit here. I think we're getting to where they want to be, and uh, we'll see what happens on Wednesday. But yeah, that's. Uh, it, of course, you're not going to look at. You're going to look back at it like, "Hey, there's two points on uh, December 5th that they won." You won't look uh, back at how they won that game, but in the end, that's all that matters. They got the yeah, they got in regulation. If you're the Coyotes, you're saying perfect. We didn't get a point in overtime. That's lovely. Uh-huh. Um, like the top nine once mm-hmm. again. I thought the Cadre yep. line probably stood out as the most impactful. Cadre, Mangiapane, and Dubé. That's Otherwise, notice the, the, the tenacious, the tenacious three. three. Yeah, yeah, seen as someone's way. Um, <laughs> Tenacious three had a really good game yesterday. Yeah, yeah. that was just like second game in a row that they're fi- they're figuring it out. Uh, Kadri getting that the monkey off his back first goal yeah. in eight games, three points first time since uh, it's the second three point game of the year, I believe. Uh, and then yeah, the goal and he had been massive. cold for a little while, so it's yeah. good to just see him being able to kind of force some points in. I know this sort of thing. Oh, they're power play points. They're power play points. It doesn't matter right now. It's like, yeah, you want the special teams clicking because when you're winning the special teams battle, you're winning games. They haven't lost. They haven't won a game where they this year where they lost the special teams battle. Yeah. But they're undefeated when they win the special teams battle. Nazem Kadri also had the secondary on the Dubé goal, yeah. and he was really strong on that entire shift, winning some battles and making sure the Flames retained puck possession mm-hmm. in the offensive zone, which eventually led to the shot and the deflection by Dubé for his fifth goal of the season. But Kadri kind of looks like he's back to the guy that we saw early on in the year when, uh, you know, we were watching that line and, and felt like it was necessary to actually give them a nickname. Uh, I thought that, uh, you know, I think Jonathan Huberdeau, Elias Lindholm, and that Tyler Toffoli line is coming along. Uh, wasn't necessarily a banner night for them yesterday, but on the power play, those three definitely stood out. Uh, Adam Rzichka, Michael Backlund, and Blake Coleman were very good once again. Um, I was not enamored with the fourth line once again. Um, they were the only group of the four that was uh, kind of in a negative situation mm-hmm. when you look at uh, shot attempts for and shot attempts against. There was a few instances there where they got hemmed in a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything you you really feel needs to be done about that group right now because you know they're still going out and Milan Lucic does what he does we saw him have an impact on that Capitals game um although unfortunate that Fairvery had to leave the contest but just being a physical presence out there Trevor Lewis is a key penalty killer Kevin Rooney does what Kevin Rooney does better and, than and, the faceoff dot yesterday I guess <laughs> yeah and listen like you said you know Trevor Lewis can't necessarily take draws right now if yeah. he's dealing with a little something. Mm-hmm. So you got to go with Kevin Rooney because you need someone on that fourth line to take draws. So that's the way it goes for now. They were all, you know, 
Milan Lucic skated 9-11. Trevor Lewis was up there a little bit because he had some PK time as well. He skated 10 minutes even strength and got up to 11.03. And then uh, Kevin Rooney was at 8.54. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. They're fine. They are what they are. Uh, I think we just have to go with it, and this is how it's going to be right now. I, I starting to think it feels like there's going to have to be an injury in that top six. Yeah. For somebody to come up. Yeah, 100%. Uh, which actually reminds me. Hit our poll question uh, sp- uh, up on Twitter. At Matt Rose YYC. Flames won. We love that. Moving on. But still, there's there's questions that we have. The Flames are off to a solid start. They're 2-1 through three games with 10 more to go before the holiday break. So today on the big show in the morning, we're asking you... Which of the following is going to come first for the Calgary Flames? A Jacob Markstrom shutout, a Milan Lucic goal, a Calgary Wranglers call-up, or Christmas? <laughs> Ten more games to go before the holiday break. Where would you vote? And I'll tell you, we've got about 60 votes in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it at Sports at 960 or Matt Rose YYC up on Twitter. Um, get your votes in. We'll give the winner at the end of the show. But where would you go right now? I voted for uh, a Markstrom shutout. Oh, yes! Wow! Did, like, did, what did you get it in Columbus on Friday? That's what is I, that... It feels like yeah. oh, yeah, it's going to be that Columbus game. But no, I think he's before the. They got ten games before Christmas. They have one back to back. Figure maybe Markstrom gets three in that time mm-hmm. period. You think? Ish. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think that. I think that's more likely. Like I said, just mentioned, I think an injury has to happen in that top six for for Matthew Phillips, Jacob Pelche, Connor Zari to, to find their way up onto the big club. And Milan Lucic, you know what? You know, he, sometimes you never know. He throws it on net, could go in, but not this year. It feels like he's just, yeah. just struggling right now with that fourth line. And of course, the obvious, the winner right now is Christmas, sixty seven point two percent. But for real, I'm going to say Markstrom shutout. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. That's fine. Um, as I feel like it's probably going to be Christmas, but um, <laughs> we're, probably will be. we're only 19 days away from it. Uh, that's our poll question. Go ahead and check it out uh, up on Twitter. Uh, I had a comparison for you. Yeah. I'm going to try to tie this into how we give away our Metallica tickets a little bit later on. So sometimes, sometimes you make something beautiful. All right. Mm, beautiful. Nice. Absolutely stunning. Right? Mm-hmm. That's music. It's beautiful. It's great to hear. <laughs> Where are you going with this? And sometimes you get a nine-year-old trying to learn hot cross buns. Like <laughs> <laughs> mm. nails on a chalkboard. Both of them could be qualified as music, though. It's, it's, it's sounds coming from an instrument. Yesterday was not uh, Pac Bell's Three Violins and Continuing D Major. It was a little bit more. <laughs> but in the end, the Flames were able to get it done. Road trip wraps Wednesday when they visit, uh, They host the Minnesota Wild. Yes, the five-game homestand. On to the next. Um... Football yesterday, we'll get to it a little bit in the morning report, too. Mm. But uh, 
you probably just had your eye on this one a little bit off on the side because we knew we weren't doing Flames game and yeah, all that type well, yeah, of jazz. Right. And, you know, it's a big game weapon. yesterday. I was intrigued. NFC South battle. I also, I also hit both of my bets on it. Well, there you go. Like Saints plus three and under. And I parlayed them together. It worked out. I felt pretty good about it. It was it was like really not a great game. Like it was <laughs> what you expected from two offenses that have struggled. I was looking at like the Saints have averaged like less than thirteen points over the last three games. The Bucks are somewhere around seventeen points. You're figuring, yeah, seventeen, thirteen style of game. It's gonna be. Did not expect that type of start from Tampa Bay. Figured they would have been a little bit better. But then, you know, all Tom Brady needs is like five minutes in the fourth quarter. It's it's one of those I, things, and right? I'm just and I'm just giving it to them, the guy this entire game, making fun of him, just like he's a bum. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> like they, they, some of these throws, laughing at these interceptions, like what the hell is happening? And then he goes and does it, and, and then it's, it's like, oh wait, we need this game because it's in division, and we kind of need this to well, yeah. almost knock the Saints out of any playoff content. Okay, sure, y'all yes. turn it on in the fourth quarter. That's fine. ESPN does a wonderful job with their graphics, and they did it uh, before the game. Where okay, well the division, we know what it is. Like everybody's got four wins below the Bucks, and you know the the Spider Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. Yeah, and they had that. They had like Brady, they had Darnold, they had. Uh, Dalton, they had uh, Mariota all pointing to one another. Because yeah. they're all like, who the hell is going to win this division? Ugh. I don't that know. Was the Saints needed that one in the worst way. They would have thrown such a wrench into this NFC stuff, but then just at the end, you leave too much time for... And they t- <laughs> the most hilarious one thing time I thought, out. they took a timeout, the Saints. The Bucks are driving. 17 seconds left. The Saints still have time. They take a timeout to stop the clock. Because yeah. the, the hands on hips, the Brady's killing him. Forty-five-year-old Brady's killing him. I don't know what it was. And then, like, oh, we'll get into the morning report. But that—that that was the Saints. I don't know why they took the time out there. It just didn't make any sense. Just you'd figure, just let the clock keep ticking. Figure it out. Let the clock tick. Uh, we got a lot to get to on the program today, as I mentioned. Morning report coming up in mere moments. Justin Bourne, host on Sportsnet, the co-host of Real Kipper on Bourne over on our sister station. 590 is going to join us to start hour number two just after 7 o'clock. Uh, we also got some Metallica tickets to give away in hour number two. Adnan Verk is back. We're talking a little MLB. A uh, lot of money moving around at huh. these winter meetings. It's a bit. Uh, so Adnan will join us to talk a little bit about that. And uh, maybe a little football and hockey. We'll mix that in with our man uh, Adnan too. Jerry Kelly's going to join us. PGA Champions Tour Pro. The 2022 Shaw Charity Classic champion uh part of me he's a former champion um yeah won the last yeah year. won this last year yep. i was thinking of uh the buddy who won the year before doug uh i can't even remember his last name now uh finished third in the charles schwab cup rankings in 2022 and the shot charity classic raised a ton of money mm-hmm. uh they just announced uh their totals this morning so we'll get into all of that and we got our 12 days of christmas still going on uh we're gonna give some stuff away courtesy of our good friends over at Wild Rose Brewery. But I do want to remind you before we get to the morning report that the Beer League broadcast is back on Thursday, February the 2nd at the Windsport Event Center. We're on the hunt for our next two amateur hockey teams to join us on the ice and have their game broadcasted over the 960 airways. Because if you're lucky enough to take part in this epic evening, you can look forward to celebrity referees and after party at Wild Rose Brewery, a fun intermission game for audience members and custom jerseys provided by our friends at Tuxedo Source for Sports. More to come, but save the date. Enter your team now at sportsnet.ca slash 960. The two winning teams are going to be chosen and contacted 
around December the 30th. It's all brought to you by Wild Rose Brewery. Your home for quality craft beer in Alberta. Find it in pubs, restaurants, and liquor stores around this great province or check out their tap room in southwest Calgary seven days a week. Morning Report is next. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back. It's the big show in the morning. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. My name is Matt Rose. He is Patty Dumas. Alex Brody's hanging out in the other room. We're live in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Thank you so much for joining the program. we got a jam-packed show for you. Looking forward to a fun one today. Let's get right into it, though. Get you all caught up on the night that was in sports. It's time for the Morning Report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, you can choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. We say good morning to Patty Dumas. Flames taking on the Yotes. Five games around the NHL. Monday Night Football and the winter meetings continue. Let's start at the Saddle Dome as the Flames continue their five-game homestand, taking on the Arizona Coyotes. Flames rolling the same lineup as they did during Saturday's win against the Capitals. Coyotes rolling with 11 forwards, 7 D-man, as they did in their overtime loss against Vancouver. Uh, getting to the later stages of the first period now, the Flames up to this point only have three shots on net. Not looking all that great, but sometimes you just got to throw it on net. Dubé is going to keep it in and drop it off to Kadri. Kadri shoots, and Bamelka fights that shot off to the near corner. Now here's Weger, left point to Kadri, right point to Tanner with a shot. He scores! Yeah, Chris Tanner throws it on net. Dylan Dubé stays hot. He gets a blade on it to redirect it by Vimelka, and it's one nothing pedestals. Had a couple of uh, good shifts back-to-back. Their first two real strong shifts of the game. And on the second one, Dubé scores. Uh, Nazem Kadri was flying around in the yeah. zone on that shift as well. Had the secondary, uh, the blue line to blue line, point to point pass to Tanev, uh, which opened up the shooting lane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There and then shortly after that, uh, Jack McBain. Mm. Jack McBain. <laughs> yeah, he gets called for hooking on Michael Backlund, and the Flames spend the entire first minute of the power play in the offensive zone. Jackpot. Near mm. circle two to Foley. Download to Huberto in front. Kadri drops it to the net, and they score. Jonathan Huberto makes a nice pass in front to Nazem Kadri, who's denied, but that rebound goes right to the stick of Elias Lindholm. His ninth, he's got goals in back-to-back. Flames take a 2-0 lead into the first intermission. Did you like how Rick Ball was saying uh, Jack McBain's name throughout the broadcast? <laughs> he was giving a little extra emphasis. Jack I know McBain. Jack McBain. It's like Jack uh, LaLanne. Yeah, he um, he's a player on the Arizona Coyotes. That's what I can tell you about Jack McBain. <laughs> Shots were uh, 1-7-1 Coyotes early on in the first, but by the latter stages of the second period now, we're in the second. Okay. Uh, it was 18-8 Flames. Oh, that's quite the turnaround. Yeah, yeah. Yotes not giving up, though. They win a faceoff. What is that, 17-1? Yeah, man? exactly. Okay. That uh, works. Yeah, and then old Ghostface makes an appearance. Hmm. Michelli. What? Michelli. Spinning like a top. We'll turn back to the blue line. And leave it left point for Gostaspare, who shoots and scores. Yeah, just a good move by Goss to spare. He has ghost space. Yeah. Fires it on net. uh, Goes off Nick Buchstad's stick, and uh, we got ourselves a game. Vladar makes a big save then on Troy Stetcher. 
uh, to keep it a one-goal Flames lead Another. heading into the final frame. What a feed from uh, Clayton Keller. Surgical. Second great feed from Keller that we had seen in the game. The third one would... Uh, oh, yeah, I see it's coming up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A 2-1 heading into the third period. Uh, that momentum carries over for Arizona. More good work from Shane Gossespair. He finds Clayton Keller, and then this uh, another great Clayton Keller pass. Huberto trying to clear it, can't. Keller holds it in, blocks it, gives it to Schmaltz, who shoots and scores. Yeah, that was a Jacob Chikrin goal. Laser snipe beats Vladar's short side. Uh, yeah, well, I was nitpicking. Maybe once that back. That's just a good <laughs> shot from Jacob Chikrin. Like, uh, he had a hell of a game, Chikrin. Somebody's yeah, going to get solid. a real good defenseman here, I think. Uh, pay a pretty penny, but yeah, you're gonna pay a lot. But yeah, you're gonna get a good goal, uh, good defenseman. Uh, Chikrin gets called for tripping Adam Rzitska. The defenseman isn't happy at all. Uh, flames to the power play. Goes far side to Kadri. We'll back it up to the blue line to Anderson. He gives it to Huberdo to Toffoli to Kadri. He scores. Beautiful movement from that top unit once again. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kadri with a three-point night. He's in on every goal. Uh, his hard work is finally rewarded with his first goal since November 17th. Uh, and that Tampa was Bay. a no-doubter. Yeah. There were a couple instances where the Coyotes had similar opportunities, like you mentioned the, uh, what was it, the Schmaltz shot? No, Stetcher. Yeah. The Stetcher shot? Yeah. It was right into Vladar's stomach. Like, he had to get over and make mm-hmm. the stop. But if yeah. you put that the, where Kadri put his... A more skilled that's forward a bingo. is probably scoring that. Oh, I okay, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you uh, saying that yeah. Nazem Kadri can put up more points than Troy Stetcher? I think that's a hot take, Patty. Whoa, get dragon's breath. Uh, Dan Vladar, uh, he was great Who all is night. Fanny, where is Fanny? Ah, uh, Dan Vladar, he was great <laughs> all night when he needed to be. Uh, and they needed him one more time. Mm. Here comes Bukestad racing it up the right wing side. He's bumped off the puck by Weger. Gets it back and centers it. And now Fisher is stopped by Vladar. A game-saving stop by the Flames goaltender. Yeah, definitely uh, yeah, kept that one in regulation. Uh, massive save. Flames hold on 3-2. Some scary moments, but they'll look back. They get the two points. Get back at it Wednesday against the Minnesota Wild. Let's hear from the coach post game. Penalty kill did a really good job in the first period. Our power play scored two goals. Difference in the game. Well, there you go. Difference in the game. Oh, there you go. Special Smart. teams. Uh, don't disagree with the head coach. Uh, if you find yourself chasing against this Coyotes team, who, like we mentioned in the first segment, mm. they know how to play on the road oh, because yeah. they've done it for 12 straight games. Yeah. You give these guys a bit of a lead and they can shut it down. And even then, in the third period, you know, it took the Flames a long time before they finally got that tally. They mm. only had one shot in the third for a very long stretch of time. It's a pretty good road type of game for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, some guys definitely stood out on that team. Yeah. Michelli. Yeah, really good game. From small, Coach. shifty. Yeah. Um, Keller, I thought, was his most impactful game mm-hmm. that I can remember since probably he played with the Americans at the World Juniors. Chickering <laughs> um, was great. Chickering was solid again. Didn't love the penalty, but he was good overall. Mm-hmm. And Vizmelka, yeah, uh, stood out as well. And Christian Fisher had a couple of nice moments. There's some guys that you look at and you say, "How long are you going to be in the desert for?" Yeah, like Clayton Keller. Yeah, Ooh. Hmm. like he was talked about a trade target last year a little bit. And yeah. granted, he's got a lot of term and a lot of dollars on his contract, but hey, yeah. just throwing it out there. Throw it out there. Five other tilts around the rinks last night. Let's get to it. Avalanche and Flyers. Avs back at it following Saturday's beatdown at the hands of the Bruins. Uh, they did not get off to a great start against Philadelphia. Uh, Nathan McKinnon left this one before the end of the first period. He took a shot and had some discomfort 
Uh, he took a few shots from Scott Lawton that the broadcast showed uh, as he left the bench. Uh, we talk about the Capitals and their injuries, but man, the Avalanche Infirmary, quite a crowded one with some key talent. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, now it looks like Nathan McKinnon uh, is headed to that one. You got Landeskog, yeah. McKinnon. Kushkin. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Manson. Evan Rodriguez. There, right? Byram. Uh, yeah. Helm. Yeah. <laughs> Avs would uh, they, what, they get to the game here. Flyers had a really good start. The Avalanche would get within one, uh, but run out of time as Travis Konechny, back in the lineup after missing the last three weeks, would get an empty netter. Flyers win 5-3. That's Philly's only their second win in the last 14 games. Uh, but bad news if Nathan McKinnon has to miss any extended amount of time. And the Flames and Avalanche are tied with 27 points apiece. Mm-hmm. The Flames have played two more games, yeah. but 27 points apiece. Flames currently on the outside of the playoff picture to this morning as well, just so you know. Uh, Golden Knights Bruins. Uh, Bruce Cassidy returning to Boston. He coached the Bruins for six seasons, including a trip to the Cup Final back in 2019. And boy, did he love his return. Mm. Paul, welcome back. Cotter opened the scoring just over a minute in. Then David Pasternak with a... Yeah, serves up a pizza right in the middle. Oh, not, it's no. not delivery. It's Jonathan March's show. <laughs> and Cassidy's Golden Knights without Jack Eichel off to a flying start. Uh, Cotter would get his second of the night to uh, have Vegas go up 3-0. Cue the comeback, though. Marshawn and Pasternak would get the lead to 3-2 before the second was up. Then Taylor Hall would tie it up about midway through the third. Overtime solves nothing. This one needed a shootout. Crowd on their feet of the garden. Riley Smith trying to win it for Vegas in the bottom of the fifth. Scores! Riley Smith wins it! And deals the Bruins their first loss on home ice this season. Yeah, former Bruin wins it for the ex-Bruin coach. Vegas hands the Bruins their first home loss of the season. 4-3 the final. Riley Smith, the only goal in a five-round shootout. Bruins come from behind to continue their home point streak. Mm -hmm. But 14 straight wins at home to start the year. They hadn't lost at home since, like, April, going back through the playoffs (laughs) and everything. Um yeah, that must be nice. That's a good group. Uh, Blues and Rangers, good game on Broadway with the Rangers hosting St. Louis. Back and forth contest with the game tied at four just before the midway park of the third. Like I said, throw it on net. Good things happen. <laughs> Under 12 to play. Third period tied at four. Rangers keep it alive. Zavadajab. Long shot deflected. Score! Lafreniere, the redirect. The Rangers take a five for four lead. Alexis Lafreniere does a nice spin at the blue line, just throws it on net. Puck goes off Justin Falk, skate and in right through. Jordan Bennington, 5-4 Rangers. Chris Kreider would uh, put this one away, shorthanded, 6-4 the final. You know, he has only got six goals this year. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Rangers needed that one in the biggest way. It's not a surprise. No. His shooting percentage <laughs> was through the roof, and he had like 35 power play goals last year. Only uh, the Rangers' second win. He was win. a prime regression candidate. Yeah, in their last seven games. 50 last year, and it was <laughs> he had like 35 by the midway point. You're like, what, if he what gets is to going tw- on on get, Broadway? If he gets to 30, we'll be all right. Uh, Capitals up the road in Edmonton taking on the Oilers. Nothing going on in the first, but early on in the second, Brett Kulak fires it on net, gives the Oilers an early lead. Lars Eller would tie it up shortly after that. But then that man again, Connor McDavid, scores in his fifth straight game. Shorthanded as well. Yeah, maybe don't just... Maybe <laughs> just... The or, pass that he picks off, I mean, what are you thinking? <laughs> Against 97, what are you thinking? Uh, He's going to knock that out of the air every yeah. time. And sure enough, 
poor Charlie Lindgren right through the wickets. Yeah, no, uh, you know, no Darcy Kemper in this one after getting uh, shaken up in that Saturday game against the Flames. Uh, yeah, he hurt his arm with that lumberjack hat. <laughs> <exactly>. Shoulders out. <laughs> Oilers go back in front, but then a little later, over a minute later, TJ Oshie ties it up. Tied heading into the third period where Nick Dowd, of all people, scores the winner. Capitals, big 3-2 win. Nick Dowd, four bingos. Lexi Protast, former uh, WHL standout with the apple on that one, too. Um, yeah, Capitals came to play in this one. Once again, no Alex Ovechkin on the score sheet. Mm-hmm. A little quiet lately for the great eight, although in this one he did have five shots. More than um, the one he had against Calgary. Apparently he was really getting them going on the power play, uh, and Stuart Skinner had to stand tall to Skinner a was, few of them. I think Skinner was first star, or second star. He was a star. He was the first star. He was first star. Oh, oh he stopped 47 of 50, oh, so. <laughs> oh, gross. Ugh. You allowed 50 shots to the Caps, eh? Yeah. That's too bad. Uh, Canucks and Canadians last game from yesterday. Game was bonkers. Habs get out to a 4 nothing lead after 20. But you know what they say about four goal leads in today's NHL? They're not safe <laughs> at all, especially in the first period. <laughs> Is that period. what they're saying? I don't know, but they're blowing a lot of leads <laughs> lately. Uh, Canucks uh, would cut it in half through 40, and that would continue the goal barrage into the third. Canucks score the next five goals to take a 5-4 lead. Christian Dvorak would stop the bleeding for Montreal and tie it up. And Josh Anderson, ton of speed off his, off his left side. Throws it on Calendelia, and Quinn Hughes trying to slap it away. Puts it in his own net. Oh, no. Uh, Habs back in front 6-5. Maddie, I know how you always cheer for Team Chaos. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Pure chaos. Yeah. Top of the point, Quinn Hughes. Near side, JT Miller shoots. Tip, they score! And it's Andre Kuzmenko at the side of the net that ties the game at six with a power play marker. Yeah. Kuzmenko tips it by Montembeau. This one needed overtime. Matheson fell on the forecheck. Pedersen might have got his stick in there, but now here's Pedersen to the goal. He scores! Oh. Elias Pedersen ends a wild night tonight in Vancouver. 13 seconds in. That's all it took. Pedersen takes the puck off Mike Matheson. He's, he's falling. Look, he loses an edge. Pedersen might have put a stick in there, but it looked all right. Uh, Canucks win. Quickest goal to start overtime for the Canucks since Dixon Ward did it. Wow. 15 seconds in back in 1995. Yeah, it looks like Matheson just falls. Yeah. It looks like he just, like, banana peels, mm-hmm. falls. Yeah, he didn't give anything to the rap. No. He think he knew he, he messed up. No, that's a guy who's had trouble getting into the lineup in Montreal mm-hmm. and perhaps why. Got a hustle here. Nine games around the league tonight, including four Canadian teams. Five games go at the 5 o'clock hour. Blue Jackets taking on the Penguins. The Blackhawks are in New Jersey taking on the, the Devils. Devils. <laughs> Senators uh, yeah, look for a third win in a row taking on the Kings. The Stevie Y Bowl happens with the Red Wings visiting the Bolts. The Blues shift on over to Long Island to take on the Islanders. That takes a 5.30 start. Jets entertain the Panthers at 6. At 6.30, maybe the game of the night in Dallas. And for the first time ever in NHL history, two players with 18-game point streaks or longer will play in the same game against one another. That's the Leafs' Mitch Marner and Jason Robertson of the Stars. And the Ducks take on the Canes. Uh, that one goes at 8 o'clock. And the Habitant, they wrap up their four-game Western Roadie in Seattle. Shane Wright was recalled from Coachella Valley, where he had four goals in five games. That goes at 8 o'clock. And unfortunately, don't know if we'll get to see Slavkovsky against Shane Wright because Slavkovsky got absolutely smoked okay. by Luke Shen in the first period of the game man, yesterday. Luke Shen, man. Oh, my Oof. goodness. Base, Slavkovsky's basically pa- pa- watching his own pass as he goes behind the net, and Shen just clobbers the guy. Um, 
I don't know if he went to the dark room or anything after that, but uh, we'll see if he's uh, able to go in this game against Seattle. Uh, also, uh, Shane Wright props. I might play a couple. Okay. Okay. Remember the stare down he gave to Montreal at the draft yeah. after they didn't pick him? Mm-hmm. A little revenge, maybe? Maybe. He's been down in the AHL, lighting it up. First game back in the NHL. Just saying. Uh, Monday Night Football quickly here. Uh, five and six bucks taking on the four and eight Saints down on the new Sombrero. Absolutely massive game when it comes to playoffs. The, the new Sombrero. Oh. Their old stadium was the old Sombrero. This stadium's the new Sombrero. Oh, okay. It's a Chris Bermanism. Mm, I yeah. like it. Yeah. Uh, Saints, uh, they know how big this game is. Uh, Brady, he was bad to start. So were the Bucks. Only mustering a field goal until the fourth quarter. Uh, comeback Bucks. The running back, I should say, behind Brady. Play action fake. Brady rolling, throwing toward the end. Caught ball. Touchdown, Kate Otten. The tight end. Same play that scored a six last week in Cleveland. Three minutes left. Fire the cannons. Bucks make it 16 to 9. Fire the cannons. Fire the cannons. Third and long for uh, uh, Bucks back at it here, 16-10. Saints have the ball third and long. Taysom Hill can't hold on. Gets absolutely rocked. Super Bowl 37 champion Bucks in the house. They would love that one. Uh, looked like it was a hit to the head, but it wasn't. Brady gets one more shot. Bucks uh, had lost the last 69 games when trailing by eight points or more when entering the fourth quarter. Nice. So, yeah. Saints take a timeout with the clock ticking. They needed a break. Mm. Brady was killing them. Yep. Looks like they had a tie, but it was called back. Holding by Donovan Smith. Oh. His second holding call of the quarter. Oh. And 31st of the year. Oh, my God. The most by a player since 2015, and there's still five games left. That is funny because I saw him, like, raising his hands, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know, buddy. That was pretty egregious. And, okay, yeah, you've been doing that oh all season. Okay, God. cool. Uh, eight seconds left, Brady. Just he gets not one. by the rules. <laughs> More sure. shot. Why not? Here's the snap, Brady dropping, looking, Brady throws, caught ball, it's caught, touchdown Tampa Bay, Rashawn White, Rashawn White, touchdown Buccaneers, fire the cannons, Bucks tie the game at 16. Fire the cannons! Fire the cannons! He was excited oh about those God. ones, yeah, let him Gene know. Gene Decker off on the Bucks radio network. That'd uh, be Gene. Jeez, uh, Tom Brady's only win prior to last night when trailing by 13 points or more in the fourth quarter was Super Bowl 51. Mm. Sorry, Falcon fans. Bucks pick up a big win, shaking off last week's rough loss to Cleveland, which was also Brady's first loss in the fourth quarter after leading by seven or more. You play long enough, these records will eventually fall. That uh, was awesome. That was awesome. That was f***ing awesome. Yeah. Touchdown, Tom. Does it again. How'd you draw that one up, Tom? Just like we drew it up. <laughs> we drew it up. Just like we oh, drew it up. I like the uh, the laugh trap. <laughs> <laughs> the assorted, uh, Tom, the assorted so media. Tom, Tom, Tom. Tom. Oh, Tom. <laughs> Tell another Tom. joke, Tom. Oh, Tom. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bucks win. Off the field, Baker Mayfield being waived by the Carolina Panthers spent most of his time being hurt, uh, and when he did play, wasn't very good. We'll see if he gets through waivers. I wonder if uh, San Francisco possibly brings him in. Yeah, maybe I, some uh, veteran cover for Brock Purdy. Uh, yeah, you know. Roaming around the Twitterverse yesterday a little bit, and I uh, saw a couple of those. And every time I I open up any one of those tweets, all the replies would say is, nope. "If it was a 49ers fan, no, no, yeah. no, 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 we don't want him. We yeah. don't want him at all. I'm sure we don't Christian want him McCaffrey at all. would be absolutely ecstatic. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, we'll quickly run through us here. Uh, baseball winter meetings. Uh, you know, the Mets lost Jacob DeGrom. Oh, yeah? Because, you know, they had to. Even though, But they have the richest owner in baseball. They go out and get the three-time Cy Young winner, soon-to-be 40-year-old 
Justin Verlander. That'll work. Two years, $86.66 million. He gets to reunite with his old pal, Max Scherzer. Trey Turner also getting that bag, signing an 11-year deal to become the new everyday shortstop for the Phillies. It's worth a cool $300 million. Uh, late, uh, early last e- evening, I should say, uh, John Paul Morosi tweeted out yesterday that uh, the Jays are a team to watch when it comes to outfielder Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm-hmm. He let it be known over the weekend that he wants out of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be that athletic switch-hitting outfielder uh-huh. that the Jays covet, uh-huh. but it's going to cost him probably. Uh-huh. Uh, Ricky Tiedemann or Elrelvis Martinez, the two top prospects in the Jays' system, probably one of those guys would be going to Pittsburgh. Meetings continue through Wednesday. Our pal Adnan Verk is going to join the show at 8 to talk all things Baseball. Hooray. Uh, Maddie, uh, I know the Raptors. You ready for the Raptor recap? Yeah, sure. Hit me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were I taking wrote on the Celtics. Uh, they were taking on the Celtics. Uh, mm-hmm. Ready? Three, two, and one. Okay. Uh, Raptors fell 116 110. Jalen Brown had 31 points. Former Defensive Player of the Year Marcus Smart had 18 of his own. The big problem for the Raps. Spicy P had 29 points. Scotty Barn had 21. But Toronto lost for the first time in their last four home games. But they're still 9 oh, no. 3 at home this season. Tough night for Freddie. 3 for 14, just 8 points. The Raptors will host the Lakers on Wednesday night. It's not that hard, George. Damn. It isn't that not hard. that hard. No. What's this guy talking about? Yeah, they're, they're the 12 and 12. Next action, like you said, Wednesday, welcoming LeBron and the hot Lakers. There you go. Also, one more little thing I want to say here. Sure. Uh, big news for women's professional footy in this country. National team legends Christine Sinclair and Diana Matheson announced on Monday plans for domestic professional soccer league coming to Canada starting in 2025. And Calgary Foothills SC, along with Whitecaps FC out in Vancouver, were the first clubs of the eight to be announced for the league. And at least, and uh, every club will have at least one member of the Canadian national team. More That's your morning report. Sp- more sports. Hooray. Love it. Thank you, Patty. That is your morning report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. Uh, just quickly, before we do uh, get to our next segment. I didn't say anything about the World Cup yet today. We got to do our little uh, report on the big tournament down in Qatar. Alex Brody's got the latest. All right. So this soccer report is brought to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. All right. So today is the last day of the round of 16 phase of the tournament. Six teams already booking their spot in the quarterfinals and two more will join them today. We'll start with a look at yesterday's action. Japan and Croatia kicking off the day. Both teams looking solid in the group stage. Japan would strike first in this one, though. Dyson Medea finishing off a loose ball in the box to put the Japanese ahead at the half. But Croatia would strike back through one of their stars in Ivan Perisic to tie this one 1-1 after 90. Extra time solves nothing, and this one would need penalties. The first edition of spot kicks at the tournament so far. Bit of a scare for Croatia going into this. Two of their most experienced penalty takers in Luka Modric and Ivan Perisic had been summed off. They would not be able to step up for their country at the most important moment. But it was Croatia's goalkeeper, Dominic Livakovic, who plays hero here. He saved Japan's first two penalties to put them ahead. And that was all they needed. Croatia taking this one 3-1 on penalties. And the second game of the day, it was the return of Neymar and in the Brazil lineup starting to take on South Korea, who managed to sneak out of their group and get into the round of 16. And oh boy, did Neymar seem to inspire the side. A fury of goals from the Brazilians saw them go up 4-0 early in this one. 
The early onslaught set the tone for the Brazilians in the match, and they were somewhat on cruise control after going up. South Korea would add a consolation goal late in the second half, but this one ends 4-1. So, Brazil, once again, looking dominant here. And still to come today, the final two games of the round of 16. First, it'll be a very young Spain team taking on Morocco. I think this one could be one of the most exciting matches we've had at the tournament so far. Although Spain is favored in this one, they are an inexperienced side when it comes to knockout games. And Morocco topping their group, which did include Canada. Still a fresh, fresh defeat in our hearts. This one goes at 8 a.m. And wrapping up the day, we've got a heavyweight European tilt. Portugal taking on Switzerland. These teams have seen a lot of each other over the past few years. And Switzerland surprisingly has Portugal's number in their head-to-head -head record. Did a little research on this one. 11 wins compared to Portugal's nine wins against. Mm. So Switzerland technically, historically favored here. I'll do anything to try and pull for a Switzerland Go win. Swiss. <laughs> Go Swiss. The teams have met in the Nations League twice this year alone, and they split those games. So this one should be an exciting one. A lot on the line for Cristiano Ronaldo as well, possibly in his last World Cup. This one goes at noon. And this soccer report was brought to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. Thank you, Mr. Brody. We'll take a quick break and around the corner, crack open the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline and check in with Justin Bourne. A little NHL chat comes next on the big show with Rustic and Rose. No Rustic today. Sports at 960 The Fan.